Aloha and welcome to another episode of A Dose of Positivity, where I have the great privilege to interview passionate change makers, thought leaders, social and environmental innovators, and wellness professionals. Professionals. And you, if I know some of you are in here in the live audience right now, we're so happy you're here. We welcome you to put your questions in the chat. And for those of you who are listening to the replay on YouTube and po- or the podcast, please come with your likes, your shares, whatever you have comments, and I will get back to each and every one of you. And thank you so much for uh, tuning in to us. And for another reminder, for a daily dose of positivity for to invite you all to join our live uh, our Facebook group where I will be going live with some um, talks and and great content also a place for you to share your events your brilliance your positivity so um, we'll put the link in the chat for the live Facebook group and it's also at the bottom on our YouTube and podcast station so With no further ado, I would like to inform you that our special guest today is sitting right there in Homer, Alaska, where I live um, and my husband for almost 37 years Um, and between back and forth between here and Hawaii. That's another story for another day. But Stella Vera Vera Kilcher is there at the Kilcher Homestead right now. And she's going to be speaking with us about the beautiful uh, modalities of Ayurvedic medicine, also a little bit about TM and other healing um, magic that she has actually gotten from studying the systems and cycles of nature and growing up in Homer, Alaska. But while we're waiting for people to come in, I'm just going to take a moment to read from Living Like the Future Matters, um, my book where um, I, where it's all about health and wellness and everything that this podcast is about. And this will gear us up for what Stella Bear is going to be talking about, regeneration, okay? And this is in uh, cycle 12 of the book, and I know a lot of you have read the book, um, so I'm reading from Regeneration. Life is constantly pointing us towards our higher calling. We just have to open our eyes and begin to walk the path. Every species from bacteria to human is capable of regeneration, rebirth, and renewal. When conditions are right, the process happens faster. Regeneration is the act of improving a place or system so that it can be more productive. The context of the word regeneration also means rebirth, renewal, and to grow again. A starfish can regenerate its whole body from just one leg. A deer can regrow antlers, lizards regrow their tails, and sharks replace loose, lost teeth, as many as 24,000 teeth in a lifetime. Decaying trees will regenerate into nutrients, dense humans, humus, humans eventually, maybe. The cells in our bodies are always regenerating. Our our skin renews itself every 27 days. Humans can regenerate our organs such as the liver, although some human tissues cannot regenerate. We can revive, revive our careers, our lifestyles, and our relationships, though. 
and we can also be restored spiritually as well as the way we think, feel, and act. And when I think about Ayurvedic medicine, and I think about why I invest, invite special guests on like Stella Vera Kilcher is because she understands this from a very deep level. Stella Vera was born and raised in the Alaska wilderness. And she grew up living off the land as one of eight children from her parents, Ruth and Yule Kilcher. They have a, um, if you wanna know more about that, the Kilcher family, there is a legacy TV show called the Alaska Frontier on the Discovery Channel. And some of you I know on here have watched the show and um, love it, but Stella Vera lived the real deal. And it took her on this incredible journey of finding health and wellness using nature as a primary modality for healing, which is Ayurveda is about. So she went on to be a certified Maharishi Ayurvedic consultant, as well as a, Mahar, as well as a Maharishi yoga asana instructor. She's a monotherapist and craniosacral therapist as well. She's traveled around the globe since she was 18 years old, and her goal has been to help others develop their full potential using the various modalities to address all issues that might plague a person's ability to lead a healthy life. Her very skilled set also include being a singer and a songwriter, uh, renovated project manager, and even an event coordinator. Diversity is key to her and to so many of us and makes our lives so rich. She currently lives part-time in her yurt at the Kilcher Homestead, where she is right now, where this recording is from. And I want to warn you all, if it's too choppy on this live event, we might not put the recording up. Uh, we will have um, Stella Vera come again. So we will see. So if you are listening um, to the recording, that is because we got a good signal from Homer, Alaska this time. And she also lives in Iowa with her husband, who is a professor of anatomy and physiology at the Marashi Institute, International University. Um, so without further ado, um, I want to introduce you to this incredible human. And Stella Vera, welcome to A Dose of Positivity. So please um, introduce yourself and, and share how a uh, little more deeply about your path into Ayurvedic medicine and all the other modalities of healing that you bring. Wow, what an, what an introduction. Uh, I loved what you read in the book, um, Donna, and it's just great that you share that on every dose of posit positivity because it means that people have something to reference back to. Um, you know, that's yeah. the nice thing about the written word is that it's available all the time. Um, uh, to just begin with, the, the word Veda means knowledge, and Ayus means lifespan. So Ayurveda means the knowledge of the lifespan, and specifically people think of it as the life, how to increase the lifespan of the human being, but it's really uh, the knowledge of how nature functions 
everything, everything is, everything is a nature, whether a person's religious or not, it's indisputable to know that the word natural means not man-made, right? It's a simple definition. And so that includes Mars, includes particles, it includes anywhere in the universe is not man-made, the natural realm. And it's huge force and a huge power to align ourselves with. And that you can do that aligning with it through um, meditation, going inward to the source of our own creative process. So that's a way to align that source. We can align with it by learning about the rhythms of nature and of the seasons and the different climates we're in and how that affects us. So right now we're, we're talking about ourselves as humans right? <laughs> um, and how we can align and not violate uh, going against nature. And a very simple example of that is, is when we do all-nighters, you know, stay up all night and everything else in nature is sleeping and to generate. Read so beautifully. So the regenerative process takes playing rest. And when we go against that and don't go to bed when everything else is in nature and follow those very timeless important cycles, then we get sick. Major cause of disease is just going against the cycles of nature. Um, And then, of course, there's food components of things uh, we might ingest that are not suitable to us as humans and not suitable to us as specific body types because we're all very different. Um, I told somebody the other day, uh, it's good to know what you're putting in the tank. And he laughed because he would never put diesel fuel when you're at the gas station. You'd be very careful. You'd never put diesel in your regular car. And so people are mindful enough of what goes into their car tank, but don't even think like, I am a particular body type and I don't take diesel, you know, I need to take, you know, so um, it's this, it's just uh, our parents here on the homestead brought us up in a way to to honor the fact that there was a force larger than us. Homesteading doesn't mean you're getting free land and now you have more land to mess up as a human. Yeah. Some people do think of getting land in that way, like, yeah, I get to junk up more acreage. And my parents were very mindful that it was a privilege to live in the wilds and that it was a necessity to live in the wilds so that we could learn from the biggest teacher of all and that is the natural world and they brought us children up with that intent of of developing renaissance humans so that we would take it all in just through osmosis you you see how you know, the ptarmigan changes colors in the different seasons. Why? Because to protect itself and for habitat reason, reasons. And you, I don't even know why. World people say, oh, did you study that? 
I go, no, how do you know? I don't know. Because you're just naturally taking it in as a little sponge baby, (laughs) just taking it in. So anyway, that, that gives a reference of why I got into Ayurveda, not because it's a, it's a separate science or health modality. It is actually the knowledge of how nature functions. You guys, it's how I was brought up by my parents. So, so anyway. Thank you for letting me monologue on that. No, no, I want you to monologue on that a lot more, but I just want to say to everybody who's just come onto the call, Stella Bear is in Homer, Alaska, in the uh, little one-room cabin that her and her eight siblings grew up in in um, the 50s and the, the 60s, really as children, and into the early 70s and then into adulthood. But we're having some technical, like, there's a, a lag in, in this. So, but one of the most important things and why we do go live. So is for you guys to ask health questions. So as we get into this or any kinds of questions, um, we might not be able to put this up as a replay, but then and have Stella Vero come, come on, on again when we have better recording. But I really want you guys who are on the call until keep reminding people in the chat to ask any questions they might have. But Stella Vera is a wealth of knowledge where she grew up. I know I knew her father. I knew their ways and everything that she's saying is, is just you're giving me goosebumps, honey. Um, it just remembering your father, who I absolutely adored. And I know all your siblings and um, as hard as it was. And actually in my book, um, there is a whole story about the Kilcher family in here because it was such an impact in my life. And I know um, I just want to mention this now because I know some of the people, the listeners who are on live right now, you know, we're all working towards becoming more self-reliant, more self-sufficient, especially since COVID, especially since the um, horrific things happening politically, uh, just global concerns. And um, more of us are, are uh, some of the people who, who join our calls have actually left the matrix and are moving, move, have already moved out to the country, to the land, and are trying to do exactly what you did as children. But as, as you know, and as I know, um, you can glorify that, but you got to do the work and it's challenging and and it can be, and it can be very taxing and hard on relationships, but you have learned to grow and become a, an incredible human over um, all this time. And, and, and so I just wanted to give that context to the new people who came in Stella Vera. Now, you know, I want to get back to the whole Ayurvedic thing and, and, and why, you know, nature is the context for um, Ayurveda. And, and, and it's thousands of years old. It's, it's, and, and you had said something earlier that I wanted to bring to people's attention, you know, just about me reading from my book. This is all, it started, it was in Sanskrit, right? And in Sanskrit, the word Ayurveda means science of life or wisdom of life. And that's what we just heard Stella Ver, um talking about. And um, so now what I'd love for you, you to talk about is just, we know why you got into it. It totally makes sense. And, and give people just some, some context of, of why it's, a, it's such a different modality than say homeopathy or chiropractics or um, any of the other natural modalities that people might be inclined to do acupressure, acupuncture. Hmm. Um, first of all, Flossing and brushing are both good to do. 
<laughs> and what I mean by that is that everything is compatible and has a value. You know, my husband's a, a, a biocompatible dentist. He would never say just, just brush or just floss. So um, there's a role for chiropractic and there's a role for homeopathy and there's a, there's a place. That's why they exist. They're these modalities. Ayurveda is a nice, like a, uh, an umbrella that helps embrace all these other modalities to find their spot. And of course, we have structural problems. So we have to deal with them on a structural level of uh, people have, uh, you know, addictions, you got to deal with that in a different way, and, and so on. So Ayurveda does have within it uh, modalities to help the structure, you know, so the yoga is part of that, the yoga asanas is part of that. Craniosacral therapy is actually uh, something that Maharishi said was a lost part of Ayurveda. Mm -hmm. Because the true definition of Ayurveda, which then includes anything else you, I'm sure you've been, you know, exposed to Donna, is anything that increases the body's connection to its divine inner intelligence. There is a blueprint of perfect health within every cell of our body. And whatever wakes up our connection to that blueprint of perfect health, the ability for the body to self-heal, self-generate, there's infinite wisdom. The body has a blueprint of perfect health. So whatever modality brings us back to waking that up inside of us is Ayurveda. Mm. That is the true definition of Ayurveda. Whatever modality you want to call in these modern times, if homeopathy is doing that, waking up, and the word that Marishi liked to use was self-referral waking up the self-referral mechanism back um, so the, because the body's inner wisdom does know how to self-heal if you give it a chance. So all modalities that do that are by definition Ayurveda. Whether or not it comes from India doesn't matter. It's just that's the definition. Um, I don't know if that was helpful. Oh, that was so helpful. And I just absolutely, everything comes back to diversity and biodiversity. I, I, I really appreciate that you, you're, the way you wove and, and respected all these different modalities. And I think when I think about Ayurveda, though, it, j just that you said that, 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 that is like the law, the law, the cranial sacral was, was something that they left out. They didn't really leave out that much. Um, it, <laughs> because they acknowledge that there is the physical body, you need maybe need a chiropractor and adjustment. And also that is why they also bought yoga, which is known as the sister um, of Ayurveda. And it seems like the yoga, because people are getting so into yoga in this, the Western world that it is moving, it is moving, this is started, starting to come more mainstream in the West. But I, I understand from what I've learned um, recently in India, they're they're trying to keep up with the, the Western culture and they're all going to regular medical school. And that's really a sad thing um, because they're going to come to their senses pretty soon when they realize that all you have to do is ask Siri 
hey, Siri, you know, I'm feeling constipated. I got a headache and blah, blah, blah. Then you won't even have to go to a medical doctor. Siri will say, take two Tylenol, go to bed, sit in the cold tub. And, you know, you won't even have to go to the doctor. But, but the beautiful thing about these holistic modalities, especially Ayurveda medicine, is it, it just encompasses everything, body, mind, spirit, physical. And, and yes, and you, like you said, you acknowledge some of these other modalities, but now I'd like to get into some of the more specifics about the constitution. And one of our listeners is asking him to explain what dosha is, which is basically the constitution. So could you um, speak to that? And um... yeah, sure. Um, I'm a gardener. I'm sure uh, a lot of people on the call are gardeners. And when you go to the store, um, I just recently went and I wanted to find some plants that would be good in the shade. Mm -hmm. And so we're very careful when we garden, like, okay, I'm not going to put a cactus, you know, in this area of the Alaska climate. It's not going to make it or... Uh, I'm not going to put a water lily in the desert. You, you read the instructions before you pay for them and you already know where they're going to go. Yes. And we have our own instructions. And very few people read them. And the Ayurveda is basically giving us an ability to read our own watering instructions, our own planting instruction. How are we different than a sh if we think of ourselves as a plant? We might not be good in the shade. You know, we might not be good in the full sun. We might need more water. We might need less water. And so we're very careful in how we make sure our, our when we garden, our plants aren't in the wrong place, right? Absolutely. And that's what the dosha means. Doshas mean the different elements mm -hmm. earth water fire air space these different elements that go to make up everything in creation and how are we what's our constitution of a balance of those things some people are more fiery personalities we already know that you know say and usually it's people with the color of fire hair you know, blonde or red hair is a more of a, what's called pitta. Pitta means heat. So that person has more of a fiery constitution. They will be more likely to get rashes or act rashly, get heart attacks or attack people right? or get ulcers. And so it's important to know that, okay, these are this is my propensity and don't put me, if I'm already a fiery personality, do not put me in too much sun. Literally yeah. a pitta type should not be in a lot of sun. They need to kind of be uh, more around a lot of water, um, drink a lot more water than a, another person because of that fire element is more strong. And so it's about Ayurveda is about getting to know what your own little instruction card is. And it's important to know because you could be having health problems and basically eating really healthy. You think you're eating healthy, but because it's not suited to you, 
all sorts of health problems can come up just like a plant that needs full sun suddenly getting funguses because it's in the shade. It's never meant to be in the shade. Mm-hmm. And so for anyone listening, you might be having health problems just because you haven't read what your instructions are that, right. of what your unique constitution is. And as soon as you read that and you navigate it, the health problems, poof, disappear. Just like taking a plant that was not supposed to be in the shade. Suddenly it's getting full sun, healthy plant. Now, I, I hope that was useful to compare uh, the, so, you know, the garden. So beautiful, so perfect. Like people, if you're, if you're, if you're damp, you, you don't want to eat bananas and papayas. And if you're too hot, you, you, if you're running hot, you don't want, well, what would you not want to eat if you're, you're, you're dry? Like I know, like I've been told I've been damn, so I'm not supposed to eat these tropical fruits and I live in the tropics, right? So like, can you give some examples more specific? Well, what's, what's kind of interesting is that the color of the colors of fire, you know, orange, red, et cetera, yellow, um, those foods then also produce more pitta or fire in the system. So, and then if you're in a climate when it's the summer season of the climate, so if you think of it as a scale, pitta, more type A, you know, you run kind of hot and you're kind of a leader and aggressive and take initiative and more of, you think of an animal like a tiger, you know, you, you have those qualities, which are great. And, but let's say it's summer, which means that more heat is in the system. And then you're eating a lot of spicy food on top of that, tomatoes, which are red, and then red chilies, which is spicy and red, and you're starting to eat a lot of food. And then you start tipping it even more by spending a lot of time outside in the sun, and you're not eating the meals on time to feed your internal fire. It's really important to eat meals on time if you're a pitta body type. You've got to feed the fire or it creates forest fire and people get angry then. So if you, if you yeah. have to learn to what keep everything in balance and if you start doing all these other things and you have a body type that's prone to that, then you get the health and disorders and temper and uh like I said, rashes, skin rashes, and acting rashly, and attacking people verbally, getting the heart attack. You're the one who gets the heart attack. And so it's about really being smart, knowing who you are, what will tip the scale in this direction too much, and just stay even keel. You know, and there's a lot of antidotes. They say, oh, take a walk at sunset, you know, if you're along the water, if you need to cool off. People naturally gravitate to things that balance themselves already. It's just nice to uh, dial it in and make it really conscious. This is who I am. This is how to proceed to have balance. Um, So we just talked about the one predominant, the fire one right now. Yeah, you guys, this is so good. And and, and I just want to say, for everybody who's listening right now, I really want you to you can even come off mute because because of the delays, we're, we're not going to record, probably be able to put this replay up. But I, I know um, and until someone's asking right now about um, uh, Christia, Krista um, wants that test. We, we do have a uh, on a 
online um, test you can take so that you can identify with exactly what Stellaveris is talking about right now. I mean, which is so, I, I, the, your analogies and the way you put things together makes more sense than any, any practitioner I've ever spoken to before. Just how you talked about reading instructions, like you're not going to put a cactus in the garden in, in a, in a, where, where a rice paddy is, right. <laughs> or, or, be, or, or thinking about how you, you feed, you feed a little fire. And if you keep doing it, you're going to have a forest fire. Um, and that's and pe- that's how people have heart attacks, right? That's how you take it to the edge. Um, and if for for everybody, you guys, if you have any questions or specific um, conditions that you have that you want to ask her questions, and and tell just put up the quiz. I want you guys to make sure you all download this quiz because you will find out if you're Hoppa Pitter or what. How do you say them? Same so I say them right. Hoppa <laughs> Pitta and Kafa, right? Right. Off to Kappa. Right. Yeah. You really, you, it's really important to, to, to know that about yourself and we change, right? Can you talk about that still Vera? how throughout our lives and we, if we move or you're going through a menstrual cycle or during the aging and you want to take this quiz, not just once in your lifetime, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, the thing is, what's so incredible about the knowledge of Ayurveda is it has to do with knowing what the material content is of everything. Like it's so ingrained in me that when I look at any food in the grocery store, I know what all what foods are more pitta, meaning more fire, which have more kapha in them, which have more vata. I already know. So Ayurveda, with the knowledge of the doshas, includes what are things made of these, you know, everything is a combination of air and water and fire and, and so on. And so everything is a combination of that. But Ayurveda also talks about cycles. So there are this, not just in space of the content of things, but how time cycles also the knowledge of the doshas are there. So example already is that summer season is the hot season. That's the pitta season. Mm-hmm. And, but the pitta season of our life is the blossoming of our life, is the career part of our life. The middle season of our life is the pitta season. The beginning of our life is the springtime, so to speak, and that's the kapha season. And then the end of part of our life is like the fall, which is vata season, and that's our retirement years. So these all these little cycles as well, and it's real important to be mindful of those because a person who is a vata body type, now we'll go to another more predominant one, Vata is a person who is more like the fall or the autumn. Um, they are have a lot of movement of mind. They they're not aggressive so much as an idea person. They're more predominant the wind, not fire. But they're idea people, good thinkers, good writers. They tend to be thinner. They tend to have problems with anything that moves because the wind moves so anything that moves in the body joints uh, elimination problems anything that moves but the mind moves so if you're 
a person who's that body type, you're going to be the one getting more depressed and feeling spacey and overwhelmed when it comes the fall time of the year, because you're again, this is your body type and it's getting to be a season mm-hmm. that is more, uh, more of that element, lively. But also in the season of our life, the person who has the Vata body type in the Vata season of their life, which means the elderly years, they'll be the ones getting dementia. They're the ones who get the arthritis. So it's really important as we go through our life from childhood through adulthood and then into retirement to know what our body type is because you can avoid all the diseases that that normally might plague people. Wow. You know, if a person's a Vata body type, and you don't want to get dementia, you better start working on it now because you're the one prone to be getting it. You know, yeah. if you're a pitta body type, you're the one who's prone to get the heart attack. Your buddy, you won't, you know, your brother or sister who's a different body type isn't going to get that, you know, like the plant that would be prone to getting fungus or not, right? So mm-hmm. you kind of have to know that these, it does matter since you said about taking the questionnaire. Um, of course, you could take it more often, but it's good to see where in this whole life cycle, even we're um, where we're at, and be preventive, super preventive, to not get the problems that are prone that we're prone to. Our constitution, which is our dosha. Yes, exactly. Yep. Right. And so this quiz is pretty accurate. And so like, if we all got off this call, like, I know I will take, I did it a long time ago. I, and I, I really, you're just psyching me up to refresh myself. But um, so what you're saying is that you take it, then you know, your Vata Pitta or Pitta Vata or Kapha Pitta or whatever. And so you, you, you do all the, you change the diet, you do this, the, the recommendations and it's going to be easier to stay healthier. Is, and, and that's what I hear you saying. And, yes. and then also what I also hear you saying is that we also go through these stages in our life. And when you're, when you're in your senior years, you're more in a Pitta phase. Is that correct? Uh, no, the senior is the vata. It's vata. like the fall, fall and winter, windy and, and drying and everything. So everything dries up in us. And it happens to everybody. But the person who has the vata constitution is the one who's going to get too much. And then they're getting, you know, their brain starts drying up a little more than somebody else's. Kapha, kapha is more of a wet and moist uh, element. And so you... Uh, that person is less likely to get dementia. There's a Vata person would be. So it's, and there's precautions you can do. If you go, oh, I'm a Vata person and I'm starting to get over, I'm over 60. Oh my God, I do. No, you aren't. Self-oil, have plenty of ghee, a lot of coconut oil, avocado, hydrate, take in a lot of oily things, be the wind a lot, which as you be sure to cover your ears when you're in the wind, because the hearing will be go more quickly in a vata body type, right? So there's a lot of things you just do that are smart to accommodate what you are. Wow, this is fascinating. So what if you're Pitta and you're senior? 
uh, <laughs> you're doing good. You have a very hot constitution and run really good, you know? So, so do, do, does one, you got, does one, uh, this is kind of a scary thought. Does one live longer than the other? Like what are these, these centurions who are, are ever ready batteries to the end with a sharp brain? I wouldn't say one body type lives longer than the other. Just like you wouldn't say a cactus is going to live longer than a, a lily. You know, it's if you are true to yourself and you are doing the right thing to protect yourself and your little plants that we are as a human body. And if we are true to that, then we can live as old as any as anybody. So it's mainly being true to what's uniquely us and and, and true to and uh, accommodating to it. You know, being being diligent like we would be with anything, you know, taking care of our car, taking care of our garden. Yeah, absolutely. But, but a cactus will live longer than a lily. So I really, now I'm really curious to that, like how they figure someone's got these genes that are going to live on forever. Like I want to be alive till I'm 120, but if the world's like getting better, not, not the way it's going right now, but this is so fascinating. Um, you know, we don't have that much time left. I want to just see if there's any questions left, because I know um, if you guys have any more questions on, on the Ayurvedic side, also the beautiful thing, Stella Vera, like she said earlier in the conversation is that, you know, she brings in all these different modalities and she happens to be a TM uh, trainer too, as well. And she was going to bring us through um, some pranayama exercises um, that we can all do to um, for longevity, for health, just for mental health and so forth. Because, and I'd love for you to speak more about, about the breath and, um, you know, how we all, how, how you feel is best to breathe throughout the day. And at night, like I'm somebody who has sleep apnea, right? So breath has become a, a subject that I am very keen to uh, learning everything I can about. So we'd love to hear anything about pranayama and breath that you can share with us. Yes. Yeah, so the word prana means life force and there's different, uh, you know, there's prana in food, for example, uh, the fresher it is, the more life, life force in it is prana. So pranayama basically is the prana that we get through the breathing process and how to optimize that. Um, there is a great uh, website. Uh, uh, I know him personally. His name is Dr. DeYard. Mm -hmm. He has a website called Life Spa. And he... Uh, Shares a lot of pranayama techniques on there as well, but just common and benign that is is not uh, is fine for anybody to do, and it's the alternate pranayama. I'm sure some of you have done it before, but the value of that is where a person breathes in. I'm just going to demo for a sec. You breathe in on one nostril, and then it breathe it in, and then pass it over and out the others, and then in, and then out the other side again. What that does, alternate, even though it seems unnatural, jump starts what is a natural process, and that is belly breathing. It makes us start breathing naturally the way we're supposed to, 
So sometimes we do need to do things in our life that jumpstart a process. So we aren't going to walk around breathing like this all the time, but it's at least five minutes a day. We could be doing something where we are triggering the body's memory of how to belly breathe. Plus it also allows oxygen directly into our brain. When we nose breathe, there's a transparent bone. My husband explained this because he's a dentist called the cribriform plate at the top of the sinus cavity where oxygen molecules do, do go through this transparent bone straight into the brain. That's why aromatherapy is a powerful Ayurvedic modality mm. to get actual aroma molecules straight into the brain. Yeah. So what this pranayama does is it starts inducing bilateral brainwave coherence because you're breathing in one and some of that oxygen goes directly into the brain and then you pass it over to the other side. So the two hemispheres of the brain start actually communicating. So we want to start having brainwaves with it. That the other seven times more nitric oxide, oxide is produced through this alternate nose breathing. And nitric oxide is antiviral. This is very good to do for prevention of COVID. Yeah. Nitric oxide kills viruses. And so anytime we nose breathe, we are producing nitric oxide. So please avoid as much as possible when you're taking a hike, as soon as you're having to go to mouth breathing right. and you, you're, you're hiking and you go like, okay, starting to breathe through my mouth, stop. The body's signal is as soon as you can no longer breathe through your nose, you should stop what you're doing, back off, to where you can nose breathe again. We're meant to always be nose breathing, except for when we're running away from a moose or a bear, then we are meant to mouth breathe, which triggers the upper part of our lung, has little cells that are the fight or flight cells. So when you're mouth breathing, you're actually triggering the fight or flight response. Who needs that? That is super aging, right? So when you're actually exercising or doing anything, uh, back off if you find yourself getting into nose breathing, uh, mouth breathing at all. So yeah. the nose breathing helps the belly breathing, which is the full lung sac capacity of oxygenating the whole body. So you want to nose breathe for that reason. You don't want to trigger the fight or fight. You want to trigger the calming nervous system, which is the nose breathing. You're producing nitric oxide. When you do the alternate pranayama, it's seven times more nitric oxide production. So um, that's just in a snippet, the value of, 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 of doing nose breathing, but specifically practicing the pranayama to help remind the body to do that all day then. So we're jump-starting a process. And there's lots of, uh, you know, online, you can just uh, Google alternate nose breathing. That's just how it's defined, uh, the pranayama. And pretty much all of them that I've seen are, they do it right. Um, yeah. So. Hey, this is so, so amazing to hear 
this said out loud, really, because I studied that guy who was breathing. As soon as I found out I had sleep apnea, I was looking at that because I always thought you wanted to take, everybody's saying, take a deep breath in and exhale. And I thought, you know, <laughs> wait a minute. I think they were teaching us this wrong. Like, what? why why, why don't we keep hearing over and over again, breathing in throughout the nose and then what is the benefit of that kind of breathing? Well, it really has a specific purpose to totally expel everything out of the lungs, but that is not how we're naturally breathing. We naturally are meant to breathe in our nose, in and out, in and out. And um, there's so many other reasons too. Of course, it cleans the air, the little nose hairs, and it also warms the air, conditions it so that by the time it reaches our lungs, it's warmed slightly rather than go through the mouth. And then we're not that we're helping with immunity of the lungs. So we don't get respiratory diseases, which end up being a, a problem in old age for the Vata body types, right? Is respiratory problems. Hey, well, what about people who are snorers? Wow. Get on, get on a sleep apnea machine. Cause yeah, that's a lot of times as a structural, structural issues, you know, there actually is some deviation like that, but also it's very related to AMA, uh, that the person has a lot of AMA in the system. And that's something, you know, we can talk about uh, when we meet up, Donna, is yeah. to go over that particular health issue for you. Yeah. Because what, you, what is AMA then? Uh, AMA is uh, a catch-all word for stuff we don't want, gunk in the system. Okay. And obviously, uh, 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 you know, when we eat some old fast food or something like that, and something that's been deep fried in lard and been, you know, French fries that have been put in the same lard for a month or something, that's right. pretty much straight AMA right there. Right. Or we could be exposed to pollutants and uh, AMA could be uh, chemical cleaning products, right? That'll produce a toxic effect in the body. So the body will register... Uh, whatever it's registering as, as, a, as a toxin of something it's going to then have to eliminate or get delivered to try to process and purify it or the kidneys and doesn't want it, some foreign material that is not producing, the other word in Ayurveda is ojas, O-J-A-S. So yeah. ojas means molecule of life force, the basis of immunity, it shows on as a glow on the skin. Mm. Ojas is what we want to produce. Mm. Ama blocks that. Ama is gunks up all the channels that are meant to produce ojas in the system. So Ayurveda is all geared towards producing as much ojas as possible. It's the uh, basis of immunity and joyfulness and longevity. And AMA is like the opposite of that. It's like the villain, you know, it goes in and just gunks up the system. And uh, I give a whole uh, talk usually just about AMA, of the foods that produce AMA, the things that produce. And uh, basically, in a nutshell, anything that you cooked today, fresh cooked is going to produce ogis. If it's more than 24 hours old, it's already started a natural decay process. When we cook something, 
we accelerate the decay process, the breakdown of that piece of celery or whatever. Normally a piece of celery is a little orderly stock of celery and it lasts a long time in the fridge. And when we cook it, we're on purpose bombarding it, breaking it down to digest it. Mm. If we eat it right away, then our body can produce OGIS out of it and assimilate the orderliness and the nutrients from that stock of celery because we cooked it and it's helped our body break it down by having cooked it. Yeah. But because we accelerated the breakdown process, by the next day, it has started on a decay trajectory. That's AMA. So eating leftovers, eating anything that was cooked not today, has already started a decay process. We're taking decayed food into the system, even if it's organic, like organic soup, two days old, producing AMA. It's just a natural mechanics of, of, or dynamics of things break down in nature. And um, so uh, I am not a fanatical on it myself. You know, if I want to eat something that I cooked yesterday, fine. But I'm also aware that too much of that um, will start taxing the body's immunity because it's registering anything that's old as a toxin. It's like, what do I do with this? Oh, well, you know. Put wow. it here, dump it here or there. And so that's why, you know, people, uh, it's a term I want to uh, market called freshitarian. I basically just eat, cook fresh every day, eat what you eat. What you eat. It's more important than knowing your doshas, actually, yeah. is to just eat quality food freshly cooked every day. And then your body doesn't have to be taxed by having to go like, okay, we got to really big bunch of something that just landed down in my stomach and what are we going to do with this you know I got I got some minor food poisoning a few days ago because I decided to eat some croissants that were three days old with a hunk of old cheese on them and I immediately my body reacted you know so yeah wow that 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 that's hard to me because I like batch cooking I, I like to cook two or yeah. three times a week and like I'll make it some meat, my oh, whatever I have, and I then I do different combinations, and maybe that's something I need to have a some bigger conversation with you about because yeah, well, I don't want to cook every day, you know, and a lot of people don't want to. You know? So how really, do you have healthy food? There's real easy ways around that. I just tell people instead of cutting everything up and putting it to the same soup and eating the soup all week, just cut up all the ingredients all at one time, and then you have the you know, a, a bowl of your cut broccoli and your cut zucchini and your cut meat and your cut this. And you just, you can prep everything a week ahead of time. Yeah. But I eat cookies. I love cookies. I make a whole bunch of cookie dough and I bake 12 every time I want to and just grab more dough out of the fridge the next day. Fresh cookies again, you know. So oh, I love this. I love this. And you guys look in the chat. There's an incredible report that she's um, Stella Bear is giving everybody who's live on this call for free. It's a uh, uh, ama and a, uh, what's this? The Agni. Agni. Well, yeah. Agni. Agni means fire, literally fire. The Agni and the fire in a campfire is a fire, right? But we also have Agni and a fire in our stomach. So the last thing I could just leave everyone with is pretend you have a campfire in your stomach. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever built a campfire, you know that you need a big campfire to cook a roast. Yeah. And if you have a little campfire, you can probably cook some oatmeal and zucchini. So yeah. it's good to know, like, 
ice will put out a fire. So if you have ice water with your meal, you're putting your agni out. You're putting your digestive fire out by having ice water with your meal. And it all will turn into, it'll putrefy because there's, you put the fire out, right? You put ice in there, puts fire out, all the food putrefies, turns into ama. Ama is putrefied food. You just had an expensive organic meal. You just put it out by having ice water with the meal. Now all the food turned into ama and you get arthritis. <laughs> so um, the Agni is a key thing. That's, so Agni is um, the fire, the digestive fire with, within and how to keep it burning, what kind of foods. Um, uh, a last little thing about how cool nature is, is that it turns out when the sun is highest in the sky, yeah. At solar noon is when our fire in our, in our solar plexus, right? The Agni, that's when our Agni is the highest. And even research shows that the digestive enzymes in our stomach are peak at solar noon. And Ayurveda says the Agni is biggest at solar noon. So if at solar noon, our digestive fire is the biggest, that's when you want to eat your meats and your cheeses, and your heavy foods, Good. and it, the sun's going down, our little Agni is getting quieter, because the sun is, it's always mirroring nature, that's yeah. when you have your lighter soups, and your veggies, and your rice, and something lighter to eat, so that's, that's how to avoid producing ama. also, is to just eat according to the level of what the Agni is doing in the in digestion, we are that connected to nature that according to the height of the sun is according to how high our digestive enzymes are or not. And you just kind of, a lot of people by just switching their bigger meal to noon, lose weight, health problems start disappearing because they're putting food into a bigger fire campfire. And that's what that document is about. Things that increase the Agni, things that decrease it, therefore things that increase Ama or things that you can just muddle through it. Anyone has any questions, they can contact me directly. Wow. This is, this is like so incredible um, information. I can't wait to have you come back on more. And Michaela, I know you're on here right now and some of you other and Kim, any, if you have guys, um, Beverly, anybody who wants to ask Stella Vera any questions right now, come. you can even come off mute because like I say, we're going to do this again and do a recording when, when we have better internet because it, it's kind of ch choppy. But this has been, for me, one of the best dose of positivities we've had. Um, and Beverly's shaking her head. Yeah, and she's on every one of them. Um, Michaela, I, I would just really, Alan, anybody... Um, Krista, do you, are, are, uh, Irina, if you want to ask her a question, cause I got a zillion, but for respect of time, and I don't want to take up that cause Stella Bear is actually coming here in October for three weeks. So we're going to do a, another show again too. But if anybody has any last questions for her, because other than the fact of just showing us real quick, how to do the pranayama, and I was going to ask everybody to kind of come off, uh, if you're on, uh, uh, come off your video and let's all do the a little pranayama together. And then Stella Vera, I would just be so grateful. I'm already over the moon grateful for all the content you've given us today. But if you can, um, yeah, Beverly saying I was blown away. Yes, we need you back. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we do. Uh, 
She wants to know your favorite tip. Um, uh, Michaela wants to know your your favorite tip for Vata type, uh, beta, beta type. Beta or Vata? Are you from Jersey? Is it Vata or is it Beta? Um, if you think of Vata as being the wind element, anything that moves, the best thing to do is routine. Anything that creates the ability to counteract that and just eating meals impeccably on time, like just to pretend you're taking your dog for a walk, you know, eight o'clock in the morning, that's when I'm having breakfast, it's noon, I'm going to eat lunch now. And just that regularity is the biggest gift that you can give. And you'll start feeling incredibly stable and just full of energy. Like it's otherwise it's like the plug is out of the bathtub constantly. Right. And the routine, it helps you fill up and then the next step in the routine and the next step in the routine. Otherwise the body is just dissipating the energy along. It just, you can't like, you got to build it up and that's what routine does. But I have a couple tips I wanted to share with everybody that's good for everybody. And that is that it, whatever your health problem is, is to sip some hot water as hot as you can drink it. Every half hour, sip three or four ounces of hot water. Mm. Every half hour, hour. And what you want to do is get a heat signal going through the body. Just like if you have Grease on your hand, you can't wash it off with ice cold water. You want hot water to wash grease off. Alma is the same way. It's a very sticky, mucousy, greasy substance in the system. And if you sip hot water every half hour and just get a heat signal through the body, not tea, not coffee, just plain hot water, that starts that heat signal, the regularity starts dissolving the Alma in the walls of all the cells. And then you start getting more, it's a way to get off addictions, amazing way. It's a way to start getting rid of arthritis problems, losing weight, just anything that is AMA-based, you start just regularly. Uh, so I'd say sip the hot water every half hour. Um, also, when you wake up after you've brushed your teeth and scraped the tongue, which is important to do, get rid of the AMA that's on the tongue, all that stuff. Um, as soon as you've done your oral hygiene to, uh, drink warm water, two to four cups to flush out the free radicals, the body's been trying to like a good housekeeper, you know, <laughs> detox all night. And then all you do is like, don't give it a chance to flush out of the system. So we want to give the housekeeper that's been busy all night in her body detoxing, uh, you know, by drinking the two to four cups of hot water, it's like helping bring the garbage to curbside in the morning so that the trash truck can get rid of it. So then you flush it out through proper elimination and such. So those would be the two biggest tips. Uh, drinking uh, two to four cups of warm water, go try to get towards four. It hydrates your thirst pump. It flushes out all the toxins that have built up during the night and sip the hot water every half hour or so. And just doing those two things, you'll feel different. Wow. What about, what do you, that's fantastic. Tips are in the chat, you guys. If, what about um, lemon in the water? Cause I drink two cups mm -hmm. of lemon water every month, every day. Like we have lemon trees here. So, I mean, what do you think about the, ha adding lemon? 
I think having having the lemon having the lemon in the morning with the two to four cups, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, all I know is if if I was the body, I prefer just plain. I just think it's it's because the minute you put something in, the, then the stomach has to register what do I do now with this lemon, rather than it just being pure water has the effect of flushing everything of course having lemon water through the day but i would try this experiment just the plain water in the morning mm -hmm. because then there's less of a readout that the body's inner intelligence has to go through you know it's like okay what do we do with this i always imagine they're like being a bunch of guys in my stomach you know <laughs> it's like something plops down and they go what do we do with this okay yeah. you do this do that <laughs> it's just less uh less information that they have to wade through or what to do. Yeah. The plane is the best. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. I'm going to do, do the warm water. You guys, everybody on here, come off mute. And, 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 and I want to hear everybody say that I am going to drink water, uh, uh, sip water every half hour, hot water. Ready? Uh, off mute, everybody. You, you want to be accountable. Don't be shy, Irene. Don't be shy, Kim. No, it's good. This is part of why we do this. We need to be accountable. Alan, um, Kim, you know, you got, uh, she's, Kim's talking, but she's on mute. Michaela, it is so good to see you. Isn't it so amazing? Come off mute, you guys. I'm here. I'm here. So there you go. <laughs> right? All right. This is so helpful, Stella Vera. I already feel 10 pounds lighter. And I, <laughs> I I've been doing most things right, but there's I know there's just this, these few little things. So everybody just say, I'm I'm committed to these two tips. Can I hear you say it? I'm committed, I'm committed, committed to, to these, these two, two tips. tips. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, we can do this you guys we got, yeah. we, we got to stay healthy because we are the change makers we are the thought leaders we are the people who are making a difference with our lives and we if we're not accountable to each other to take care of ourselves now uh, Michaela, i love that little heart thank you let's do just do just show us tip three do us a like a minute of pranayama and if we could all do some pranayama together this would be so helpful um uh Ready? Show, okay. show, wait, explain oh. why you use one finger over another, too. I never got that. That's just practicality. Use the thumb on one. And you can use, I use the next two on the other. And you just, it's a back and forth. But we'll start out, you want to be sitting up because you want to be able to fill up the whole lung sac, right? This is about oxygenating the whole system as well. So let's sit up straight head and neck straight and you place the thumb the right arm and place the thumb on the right nostril mm. want to Wait. do that yeah just while everybody's doing this krista just said she was just tested positive for COVID. so while you're doing this let's just send her lots of breath and, and respiratory and good energy okay and, and that just brings us to COVID and this breathing that you're talking about so krista if you're still on here we're all breathing for you okay and um, well, we're breathing for ourselves, but yes, and we're praying for you. Okay, here we go. So in the one, so you're plugging up the right nostril. You go breathe. There you go, breathe in, and then plug it up, and you pass it up to the other side, and then breathe in that side. 
and you pass it over and breathe out the other side. Breathe in. Switch. Breathe out the other side. Breathe in that side again. And then out. And in. And you switch over and out. Breathe in that same side. And you switch over. So now see if you can do that with your eyes closed. Ideally, it's good to have attention on it. So let's try it with eyes closed. So in on one side. Switch over out the other side. Breathe in that same side. Switch over out the other side. Breathe in that same side. And you're passing it over to the other side. Breathe in again. Passing it over to the other side. So I think you guys got it. And you can just go online and um, review. And uh, you can do five minutes of that. It's completely benign. Be careful trying any other kinds of pranayamas. There's Ujjaya and there's all these other kinds. And uh, unless done under the supervision of Ayurvedic doctor, and if it's done improperly, it can create mental insanity, some of them, because we're messing with the life force, right? This one is considered mm -hmm. completely benign, good for anybody to do, a little harder if a person has a deviated septum or you're plugged up, just do what you can. Uh, if you do tend to have plugged nose, just doing this will end up helping unplug it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's so interesting. When you just said that, you know, like, I don't know if anybody else feels it. And I, it's happened to me before at yoga ashrams and I'm doing pranayama. Like I get a really, I get a head rush. I feel high, you know, like I really get like ethereal, like lightheaded, and it feels really good. Maureen, I see you smiling over there. I've enjoyed doing that for many years. And I have to tell you, I've been able to lower my blood pressure from, you know, like 150 to 120. And um, I, I just appreciate you so much. Thank you for um, sharing. All yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. That's fantastic to hear about hmm? the blood pressure. You know, and just simply uh, the fact that you're not mouth breathing, which means not producing the fight or flight. I mean, so few people know that mouthing cells in the upper lung stack. And it does it for a reason because we're meant to sometimes really run away from a charging moose. And at that point, we have to do a quick mouth breath, trigger those cells, get running. But if we're doing it on a daily basis, we're like, and we're out exercising, thinking we're doing a really good thing and I'm doing aerobics and your mouth breathing. So by the end, you've triggered your fight or flight nervous system for an hour while you've gotten exercise. It's like a double, it's counterproductive. And a person then, you know, God goes home and yells at their husband. 
because they got fight or flight at the whole time, you know, <laughs> and short fused. So, uh, yeah, so that's a really important piece of advice is to just, when you exercise, always stick with the nose breathing. And sleeping and try, if you're, if you're a snorer, get, get help with that because we spend eight hours mouth breathing like that. Not only are you disrupting the people in your household, but it's really, it's really hard on your system. For that, for the apnea and stuff, because uh, Diard, I think even sells little tape you put on your mouth to try to get you to stop mouth breathing. Uh, when you sleep, when you mouth breathe, you also dry out the oral cavity, right? When mm -hmm. you mouth breathe, when you sleep. And that has been shown to increase cavities and bad bacteria. We need the saliva in the mouth to kill all the bad bacteria that can usually uh, circulate throughout the system. That's a big thing my husband uh, talks about. So we want to do everything we can not to mouth breathe while we sleep because it really is really bad for oral health. Mm -hmm. Well, you guys, I just want to thank you so much, Talavera, for coming on and that we will definitely, um, if you'll, if you'll come back where we have better internet so we can record as well. But I just wanted to see if you would just take us outside and show us um, where you are, because it's one of the most beautiful places on the world, in the world. And Irene, um, who's on on a call, she lived in Homer and she worked at our restaurant and she would probably love to see uh, some Homer, beautiful Homer. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, oh. <laughs> so okay, I'm trying to switch. Yeah, okay, I'm switching the camera right now. Let me. And she's in the homestead cabin where she grew up with. Yeah, her. here you guys go. It's just so cool. Homestead cabin, here we go. It's so special. Now, you, guys are seeing this. you have no idea. It's making me cry. Okay, I love you go. I love dad. There you Look. go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Beverly, we got a different view today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There it's, we go. There's the dinner bell. Yeah, it's very beautiful. I miss the cold weather. So quite something. <laughs> Being here in California where it's so and, you hot. Know, all of this acreage was uh, 100 foot tall spruce trees, some of them oh. three foot in diameter. It was a full forest. This is 20 acres and more that we're looking at. And that our parents cleared the 20 acres as part of the Homesteading Act. You have to clear an eighth of the land. So they cleared 20 out of 160 acres. And that was without a chainsaw. All of this was done with a crosscut saw, Mama. Mm. Oh. They limbed them with axe and saw, hand saw. Then they uh, dynamite the stumps out and the horses pull out the stumps and drag the trees and the logs and the logs went to build the log cabin here. But all mm. of this view is not, that's something our parents were wanting to do is like if we have the privilege of living on this planet and living in with nature then we better deserve to be here and want to be kept around as a species so my father told me when we took a walk through these fields one day he said you know when we were clearing these fields it was not random i'm a sculptor of the land 
And I left that one grove of trees there because it's a balanced piece of art. And I left these trees against the canyon and I left everything so that nature would be happy with us being here because I took the time to sculpt the land and create a piece of art. And that is not a normal homesteader mentality. Normal, normally people have free land and it's just more land to trash out. So I wanted to just give a shout out to how special my parents were, that they were mindful of helping, if possible, enhance the beauty of nature through our impact as humans. So anyway, that's uh, the story on that. I'll switch that's, back here. No, that was the finale I'm of back so beautiful. And you guys, Stella Vera's 99 years old. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but so, but she, she's no young chicken and she is looking so beautiful and amazing as ever. You, you look like, like when I met you 40 years ago, 38 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah a, six, 67 this year and it just feels weird. So, right. uh, well, yeah, still you wear it well, wear it well. So if anybody, if anybody has any last minute things, I said that was just so, I mean, I'm, I literally am, I have tears in my eyes just th thinking about and just being in the sweat lodge and jumping in the pool and just learning all the stuff from your dad. And, and it, he, her, her father is so much responsible for why I wrote this book, Living Like the Future Matters, because I grew up and I spent a lot of time with your dad and, and I'm so grateful that I know you and your family, and all of you who came on today, I just love you. This was an extra special episode because, you know, people won't appreciate it as much on a podcast or uh, with, the, with the lag time. So this is our personal time together. And um, I'll just take this time real quick to, to share with you that our next week's guest is awesome. She's 83 years old. And you'll read about her in the Facebook group and also in our, if you don't already get our newsletters, please kindly put uh, your email in the chat. And, but her name is R Rivera and she is a spiritual healer that works with, has worked a lot with trauma and um, just very, very awesome human. You're going to love her as well. Um, and we will we will definitely bring Stella Vera back. She's going to be here in October for three weeks. So, and I know my internet is stable. So we'll do uh, a recorded uh, episode then. So um, Stella Vera, if there's any last words, parting words you want to say, um, you can say it now or if anybody else has anything to say. Otherwise, I'm going to go eat because my fire in my belly is worn out. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, sweetheart. Okay. I just um, wanted to thank you, Donna. Um, you know how I love you <laughs> and I, you're in my heart, uh, since the time I met you in Alaska and I'm glad to see, uh, Stella Vera who lives in Alaska and all the other people that I don't know, <laughs> I'm glad and happy to, uh, meet them. And, um, and it was very good information. So I appreciate it very much. And it is also, um, I know there is a lot of scientific research to even back up the research that was done in modern days to back up all the ancient Ayurvedic traditions that people 
new from before there was any research done. So um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, uh, I also, my question was when, how can we get this test? You were mentioning in the beginning, uh, test on the type of the body. Uh, yeah, the quiz that's in the chat, I'll, I will make sure you get it. I will email it. Oh, okay. And I'll email you. Kel, would you do that right now? Um, you'll see we've been corresponding this morning, me and um, Irina, and just sent her the, the quiz and also that. And everybody who's on the call, I want you to um, just send special prayer and hug. Irina is from Ukraine. And when she worked with me at the restaurant, um, she's also an incredible artist. And she bought this, this beautiful art. And on the side, she had a little business where she sold. And I still, I'm going to have to go show you, um, the, you the, the boxes that, that you that from Ukraine. I still, have, I still have those boxes I got from you. Mm-hmm. And, um, but just the beautiful spirit this woman has. And, and you know, we, we just reconnected recently. And I have been just praying for her because she was over. You've been living there. You just, when did you leave Ukraine? Um, well, when I was 20, which would have been like 19 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I've been living in California for 19 years and it's so, but the last time I went to visit, of course, because the rest of my family is there. So last time I was there three years ago before COVID and then I couldn't go because of COVID. And then again, the next summer. Still yeah. COVID continued. And now this summer I can't go again because of the war. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And how is your family doing, honey? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, they had, they left because they felt like it's not, if they stay, they never know if it's going to be safe for them to stay or to have opportunity to leave later. If there was, um, bombing in their area so they chose to leave and they've been out of ukraine for the last three months so staying in uh europe in czech republic so um they've been okay there but of course they're not at home and they don't know how long it's gonna last and they don't know what to do next because they can't make any plans just being you know out of their own home so anyway, we're talking, you know, maybe someday they, maybe they will want to come to U.S. and be here. We don't know yet, but just hoping that this war will be over soon. So many people will not be perishing for no reason. Like so far it's been happening. Yeah. So well, that's another hour discussion right there, man. I, I have my thoughts on that. Um, yeah. So um, really appreciate you sharing that and sending so much sunflowers. Sunflowers, I know, is a national flower and it represents peace. And um, a lot of times I have bouquets of sunflowers behind me and always the sun. And so it's, mm-hmm. it, you definitely have been on my, in my, on my spirit world. Kim, what are you doing back there? Thank you so much, Irene, for coming on and sharing. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm picking the chicken and I'm crying. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm doing. Nice. Enjoy it. Good to be here. So good to see you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love you. I love you all so much. Yeah. I love you too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're crying is so good, right? And it's so good for all of us to to shed those tears and it's deep. It's like mother nature's rain showers. I always say the mother earth is, is crying and she's purging and detoxing and um, everything comes back to the systems and cycles of nature and humanity is part of that. And this is bringing humanity together when we do these dose of positivities. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm super grateful to all of you for, for being here and showing up every week. Some, some of us come every week. We're addicted to a dose of positivity and there are good things to be addicted to as long as we have a good, healthy habits around and attitudes uh, around it. And Stella Vera, you're, you're super awesome. And, and I, I'm, we're so excited to have you come back again. I think everybody you can see from all the chats and, um, People really appreciate it. And Alan, I, I see that you, you're you saying, please make this recording available. I think what we'll do is we'll put it on our Facebook group. Um, tell, I'll have, we'll definitely put it up even right after somehow we'll, we'll have to figure out how to put it up. But, you know, for people who listen to the recording, the people are snobs on YouTube and, and uh, Spotify. Oh, the music's too loud or, you know, but we're, we're a close knit family. So I will make sure everybody on this call who wants it um, gets a, a recording of it. Cause I know the information that Stella Vera gave us and I hope we have the points clear there. So if anybody doesn't have anything else to say, I'm going to go uh, have some lunch. And um, I also want to let you know too, um, starting in September, I'm going to do a subscription. You know, I've been putting out this thing for people wanting to do culinary classes and things. And we've got now over a hundred people who are kind of interested in doing the classes and we're going to do to keep it super affordable. I'm going to do a monthly subscription and um, we're going to meet four times a, a month. One time a month, we're going to do a culinary class, either sauerkraut, bone broth, homemade dog food, whatever, picking the chicken, making a roast with the chicken. <laughs> Kim's going to be a special guest chef. Actually, I do have some incredible guests lined up um, to, to teach us real holistic immune boosting culinary classes. And then we're going to come on once a week like this and um, it'll be a live culinary class. So everybody's going to be on, you'll get the recipes beforehand. We'll have fun. I'll ask people to either bring their kombucha or a glass of wine and we'll, we'll cook together and we'll laugh and we'll be in the chat and people can have questions come off mute. And, and then once a week, we'll, we'll, I'll do a live Q and a about um, and have a, a guest on occasionally too about food and nutrition and how to prevent um, the next strain of COVID from attacking us um, or, or being just healthy in general. And then I'm going to do a nature walk once a month where I, I take people out um, into nature and ask people, even in the winter, to bundle up and to go for a 15, 20 minute walk in nature and do some of the spiritual practices that I've been doing for years. So um, we'll meet once a week and everything will be recorded. And so um, I'm coming up with a price now. And then I'm going to also offer uh, the Soul to Soul Academy teaching people would get all of that. And then also some business training to become soul to soul leaders and um, help people who want to start or create a, a business and to become independent, more self-reliant, self-sufficient in these changing times. And I think it's high time that we all start thinking like Yule did when he um, cleared those 20 acres 
with such purpose and intention. And that, like Del Stelvera also said earlier um, about a, a renaissance, we're in a renaissance right now. And it's such a huge opportunity for all of us to come full circle and get closer to nature. And because um, the closer we get to nature, we, the closer we get to our true nature. So I just want to leave you with that. And thank you for um, any feedback on what I'm teaching in the future. Um, we'll keep you posted on what Stella Vera is doing. And Stella Vera, if you want, I'll leave it up to you. You can put your phone number or your email in the chat right now. And if anybody wants to, because she doesn't really have a website. She's so busy doing what she's doing. So you can put your um, contact information in the chat right now. And I'll give you guys all a minute or two to take it down. Um, if you want to go take it further and have some pri a private session or consultation with her, I'm sure she'd be um, honored to hear, hear from you. So, oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And there's my, there's my new blog is up there. And, and I think in the blog that we have Stella Vera's contact information too. So you guys can click on that. I love you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Bring a friend, anybody who might benefit from um, a dose of positivity. And big, big love and, and gratitude, gratitude to you, Stella Vera, for your wisdom and your passion and your brilliance and sharing it all with us. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank you so much, Donna. You're just an amazing host. And uh, I've watched a couple of your shows now, and it's just... Uh, Anyway, everyone's really lucky to have you. So, <laughs> well, thank you. It's an honor to to be in a place where I know so many amazing people, and I can share them with people. It's really an honor. Okay, loves. Bye. Thank you.